Today, we're joined by Jane Arthur Roslovic from Treplis Communities. I'm what you would call somewhat of a serial entrepreneur. The age range for us goes from 55 to 98, and it's really a state of mind. It's just different now at this stage of life. It's just that sense of still being part of a community that allows them to, to have that connection. How are you thinking about scalability, how you grow, where you think a Treplis community really fits? into um, the existing market. Hello, and welcome to the Alison Innovator Series. Today, we're joined by Jane Arthur Roslovic from Treplis Communities. Jane, it's a pleasure to have you here today. I always love spending time with you. Could we start by sharing a little bit more about yourself, your career, your company? Well, April, thank you for the invitation. This is delightful. I always have a lovely time with you, whether it's Interface ULI or just whatever. It's delightful to spend time with you. Um, I um, am, am excited to share this time. Uh, my career got, I, I'm, I'm what you would call somewhat of a serial entrepreneur. I, I love business. It's, it's definitely a passion of mine. And commerce, I just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I would, I would almost say I'm somewhat of a serial entrepreneur. Um, I've started companies, I've bought companies, I've sold companies, but I have a real passion for what we're doing here at Treplis and excited, not just because of our, our product, but because of our consumer. I started really um, in in apartment management back in the 80s. And I got into developing residential real estate, mostly condos back then, and, and more on the infill uh, housing side of things. We started going down the path of urban development, but it was we were a little bit ahead of the curve and uh, decided to pull back. And so I've done some apartment acquisitions and I uh, actually bought and sold a jewelry cleaning, jewelry care product company. So um, I, I bought it. I owned it for five years. It was so fun. Um, but then I uh, sold it and, and buckled down with my brother and sister, who are um, my partners uh, with Treplis Communities. So that tells you a little bit about my background for the last, what, 40 years. <laughs> yeah. And where does the name Treplis come from? It's really the third phase of life. Um, that's where, you know, our our resident, the active adult is in, we look at it as the third phase of life. And I think um, most people who are in this world think of it that way as well. That's true. And, you know, it's interesting because there are a number of things that distinguish the triplis communities. Can you describe some of those for us? Absolutely. I think predominantly when people pick um, a Treplis communities, it's a tie between location and the fact that we are one story. Um, we aren't a typical, it's a, it's a for rent product. And so we don't go vertical. Nobody lives above uh, anybody. And it's, it's just all one story and they have attached garages, which is still very important to our resident. They're a really, really nice size unit. Um, most 
Uh, over 90% of our residents come from a home, have been downsizing from a home that they've lived in for 30 or 40 years. Mm. So it's a big, big emotional move. And then we have the Commons building, which is the heart of our community. And it really is an extension of their unit and feels like what would have been their living room, but they can always go up there and something's going on, whether it's a book club or playing darts or pool or just sitting around chatting. It's just that sense of still being part of a community that allows them to to have that connection. And I I would say we've actually, it's funny, we've had some, you know, we do have people who move in and, and maybe be building and move out. And we've had people move out and then move back in because they missed it so much. We're actually getting to a point where we're debating right now whether we're going to have the alumni or friends of Treplis communities because they come back to so many of our events and just even morning coffee and we have cookies every day, all day. And so it's a special place. We're finding out how special it is. That sense of connection is has a lot to do with your strategy around location too, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, we think of 55 plus and often they're kind of resort destination communities where people might be downsizing, but also moving maybe even clear across the country. You have a completely different approach to how you think about geography. Well, and and we do. We're right now, we're we're just in Ohio, but we are getting ready to build out in um, Indiana and actively pursuing Michigan and Kentucky and really more the Midwest areas, not looking really in um, Texas, Arizona, California, Florida. Living in a resort isn't necessarily always something people want to do. And being near their friends and family and doctors and, and, and the places that they know, that that being still their home, but they still travel a lot. I mean, that's why they moved to us is because they, they want to travel and um, they want to make sure that their place is getting taken care of uh, when they leave. But our strategy has really been picking suburban neighborhoods where there's a concentration of people who are aging and um, want to stay there. We also get um, are in areas where that the influencer, their, the the adult children are living, and they want to bring their parents closer to them. We do have quite a bit of that, and they're moving. You know, we had people moving from Sun City, Nevada, to Columbus, Ohio, because they wanted to be near their adult children. But what's so wonderful is when they want to be near their adult children. The reason the adult children like Treplis communities is because they've got a built-in support system of people their age who are already friends, you know, immediate, you know, friends, Mm -hmm. because we have so much going on um, that, you know, socially that they can connect um, with one another that way. So it's, it's pretty special. Yeah. And I think this is a great segue into talking more about your customer, their attitudes, what's important to them, because I think you're serving a, a community in the sense of a location, a vicinity, a, a Columbus where people love where they live. They just are ready for a different a different home, perhaps. Is, is that what you're seeing? Yeah, it is a different mindset because because the kids are gone and um, and 
life life does change as you age and and you also have an opportunity to uh, pursue interests that you might not have pursued otherwise and one of we do have um, what's called the RAC which is the resident activity committee that's run only by residents and they have a, a, a one of our staff people we call the lifestyle coordinator she's she's told by the RAC what they want to do and she makes sure it happens and so it's 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 nice for them because we're reaching out into their communities do finding things for them that they might not have otherwise not known about, but they're also with a group of people who are interested in pursuing that as well. Um, we've also gone so far as we've started treplus travel, and oh. that was really at something that the residents we we pulled the residents to see if they would be interested in that. And interestingly enough, we got an when we were first starting treplus communities, everybody was pretty much you know, especially in Ohio. Um, when we asked, do you want a swimming pool? And everybody was like, well, it looks nice when we come in, but yeah, I'm not going to use it. And again, that's more indicative. You're not going to have that in Florida or Arizona, but in right. Columbus, Ohio, they, they don't need the pool. But what they are excited about is what is going on in the community that they didn't know about and having the opportunity. So the Treplis Travel, when we did the um, polling, They were very much excited about it. We gave them, you know, a a mix of things that they could do. And interestingly enough, you know, we were anxious to see if they were going to fly, take a boat, do a train, bus, you know, how is it? And they really all wanted to travel by bus initially. Hmm. Um, They wanted to go to a destination by bus. I think it was for for many reasons I can see. Um, But they ended up going up to Frankenmuth for the holiday and had a ball. And so the next trip that's being planned um, in October is to Nashville. And the lifestyle coordinator, Val's her name, she's put together quite a program. And so that's exciting too. So I think, you know... it's it's like having an empty canvas. What do I'm gonna What am I gonna do with my time? And we do have you know still quite a few. Many of our residents still do work, mm-hmm. but it's just a it's just different now at this stage of life. And so they and 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 the people who work are still very engaged in the activities that go on. So you know, it's um it's it's interesting to watch watch everybody. Yeah. yeah. So you have all the camaraderie, you have activities, maybe you didn't have time for earlier in your career or your life or your family. Really, they're giving up the home. What had been their family home? Well, giving up their home, but also their neighborhoods have changed. You know, young people mm. are starting to move in and the neighbors have left and and they're having to set up a whole new rhythm of their own life. And there, there is definitely, it's daunting. And, yeah. um, and, and again, our residents, um, are not candidates for independent living. That's not the way they think. And yeah. they are still very active and they're the age range really for us goes from 55. So far we're up to 98 and it's really a state of mind. And we have, you know, some of our residents are still very much doing marathons and um, are still very much working. And what's nice is what's happened during the 
during the pandemic was more of them were working from home. And so our units were big enough where they could do that. And then if they, and that, and now today, if they need a meeting, they'll have the meeting up in the business center at the commons. So they've figured out from, it was interesting during the pandemic who moved in and how their lives functioned. And because we aren't a vertical product, everybody has their own, you know, entrance to their unit. They, they don't have, we don't have common hallways, obviously. Um, that was another really became a very interesting factor in why people move to us. So, so when you think about traditional active adult, you know, and we primarily are ta- usually talking about a for sale product. You probably have homeowners who've unlocked a lot of equity in, in the sale of their home before they, they enter you, one of your communities. Why do you think they're choosing to rent versus buy? Well, first of all, we all know that renting is cheaper than owning. Okay. And at this stage of life, when you sell, you know, some people lived in their house houses for 30, 40 years and the equity. Yes, it did build up. It takes that long of time to build up. Okay. If you buy a house, typically you need to hold real estate for 10 years to really see any kind of equity. Um, But our residents are done with the yard. They're done with replacing a roof. They might need to be putting a new roof on and decide to sell because they just don't want to spend the money. You know, the hot water heater, you know, I mean, everything about home ownership when a, when a major capital expenditure comes up, they don't know if they want to write that check. Right. Um, right. And then the, especially over the last few years, taking the equity, you know, selling your home and taking that equity and putting it in other investments, some of them more liquid than other others allows them to have some flexibility with that cash and, Mm -hmm. you know, and not, you know, being able to invest it, being able to use it for travel, maybe, you know, helping kids out, you know, your, their kids out, whatever. But in in the U S a good chunk is of, of their net worth is in the, in the home. And so, um, you know, it's renting is a, is a more predictable monthly outcome. Yeah. So I think that that's those, Running's usually cheaper. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. And, um, you know, it it begs the question to me, like, how do you categorize your product? I mean, you seem a bit of a hybrid between multifamily, but you're not vertical, um, between uh, active adult, but it's not a for sale product. I mean, how do you think about it? How do you position yourself in the market? Well, we we're active adult multifamily because it's for rent and it's, and we are 50, we are HOPA compliant a hundred percent. And so it, it's interesting. And we've debated this at the interface conference. We've debated this ULI. I talk about it with our peers in the active adult space all the time. And, you know, when the evolution of where our aging adults go in America has changed over the last, especially the last 50, 60 years with, you know, what started out as, you know, nursing homes right. turned into assisted living, then 
we said, okay, well, now we need an in, independent living. And I'm so utterly resistant in getting lumped into the senior housing category yeah. because it, 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 it's a state of mind for people. And they don't, I'm, I'm 60 and I don't want to think I'm a senior, but the facts of life are I'm a senior. And, um, and I, you know, my peers, we talk about it all the time. How do we get the awareness of active adult? And what does that mean? I was at a lunch somebody uh, the other day and, and a very, very smart man in the industry said, yeah, we need a got milk campaign because people have to understand that's a real alternative and real advantages. And, and we don't even like to say aging in place because, you know, I, I think that has a very derogatory comment, you know, perception as well. And so, um, you know, we're active adult multifamily. And until and until it really becomes, you know, part of our vocabulary in the U.S., we still almost are defensive about it. And it's yeah. and, and it's just got to change. I mean, what, what a, you can you can tell me how many people turn, you know, 55 every day. The Gen Xers are now 55. We'll get it figured out, though, sooner yeah. rather than later. Before I'm 65, that's for sure. <laughs> that's your goal. <laughs> well, you know, this um, this hybrid, as, you, as we've, we're discussing, feels to me like the land development strategy for this product that you have could fit in so many different places. How are you thinking about scalability, how you grow, where you think a treplis community really fits yeah. into um, the existing market. Listen, you'll read article after article. And, and I think that I'm a member of the Urban Land Institute and they are big promoters of urban development. And I'm, I wholeheartedly, I love the thought of um, the urban cores in, in a lot of cities really um, growing and developing. The realities are when you, especially when you read any of the senior news uh, or any of the senior publications on um, management and operations and development, what we find is people want to still live in the suburbs. These suburbs have become so developed. And what we're also finding is that some of the suburbs are now turning their urban cores, they're turning their like little towns into having their own urban core. So the big city as we know it, I think has changed, is is, evol- is evolving as well. So I think that, I mean, we will be suburban. You know, we Treplis, the one-story product, we need land and um and suburban development is still going on. I mean, we're we're looking at sites literally every day where we're seeing. And we just opened a project down in Centerville, Ohio, which was part of a 10-year master plan. And in that it's the whole project is around, I'm going to say around 100 acres, give or take. And in there is a Cabela, a Costco, a Chick-fil-A, a Kroger, two strip centers with a Cooper's Hawk and a mini Hyatt um, uh, hotel, the the home to suite hotel. And then, and then there's a parcel, a big apartment project, and then a parcel for um, an upcoming healthcare facility and us. And we take 20 acres. And my resident, I mean, we've, we're almost full on that project and we just opened six weeks ago. Wow. And that's really because it's suburban. There's a walk, uh, the walkability component is, Mm. 
Paramount. And it's near, you know, probably five different suburbs that kind of converge onto Centerville. And then we've got another project that's right across from a, a, a major metro park. And very, very appealing in, you know, two minutes from a major strip of all kinds of retail and, and um, services and hospital. So, you know, that's what's, that's what's key is, is proximity. We can't go in the hinterlands and we can't go downtown. Right. Right. So that first or first belt or maybe the second belt way. Right. Exactly. And it sounds like 20 acres. Is that your ideal parcel? Yes. Yes, very much. So that could be a great component to a, a broader master plan residential community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if those adult children and the grandkids are part of that community. Right, right, right. And it, it's a source of amusement, you know, as well. So um, not just not just buying with this this project out in Centerville has a really neat little um, water, a nice size water feature with a little amphitheater and they put concerts on. And, you know, so there are a lot really the they did a really nice job on that master plan. So where do you go from here, Jane? Across the United States. That's your aspiration? That's that's the aspiration. I mean, truly. Um, you know, we've got an amazing team who's really um, well, has a lot of knowledge in development and, and management and really implementing the vision that we've, you know, the, that the three of us have in how we want, how we want to see Treplis grow. And, and there's a need for it. Yeah. Every community will need more than just treplis communities. You know, we aren't the one size fits all, you know, for the active adult space. But um, there's a real need in the U.S. for options like this. And they want to rent. They don't want to live with, you know, millennials and, you know, Gen Ys. They want people. It's just a different experience to downsize. So that's the aspiration. Yeah. What's, is there anything holding you back? Um, I would say right now, any developer will tell you sourcing land is, 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 is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Some days it's just downright not fun. Um, um, I would also say that the economy has given not just development and real estate, you know, we're all kind of waiting, hanging back, seeing what's, what, what exactly is going on with the economy. And I heard the feds are going to, you know, bump it up again next week. And I mean, I, I'm not an economist, but I, I listen to a lot of things and, and everybody I think is just, is just slow playing right now. Listen, listen we've gone through an amazing time in, in the U S from a financial growth period standpoint, you know, there's, there's a cycle. And we're just we're just part of that. And we're still developing and building, just not at the pace that, you know, that we were. And we and we've, and we've you know, slowed it down in our own minds, you know, just. Right. Let's see what's happening. And construction costs. The, that's the reality, too. The construction construction costs have gone up and that everybody's ha- having to adjust to that. We're having to adjust. So. It has felt that this year is that's sort of the theme of the year, right? It's a it's adjustments and the consumer is making adjustments. The the builders, the developers are making adjustments. And, you know, by and large, in aggregate, it seems that we're all adjusting well in the right direction. But 
you know, there are other people who've said, you know, we're going to have a recession anytime for the last 18 months. And so I think that's the uncertainty and adjusting that you're referring to, right? No, honestly, I mean, I really want to sit down in a room with the, with the brightest economists and say, okay, could you tell me what's really going on? Because I can't find anybody who can uh, bankers, investment bankers, finance people. I, everybody is still uh, that, that I talk to, you know, trying to figure it out. Yeah. So we stay nimble and agile and uh, make and the patient best. and patient. patient, patient. And don't, and, and don't spend the cash you made when, when, things were really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a phrase that I used to tell, tell, say to my kids all the time. And it's, it's swassage, which means be wise. This is a time where it's just, it's, it's good to be wise. Well, and hopefully those years we have under our belts are going to serve as well. I got a lot of war wounds. They better. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, the, Jane, this is a great time to to shift the conversation to you, and I think that that advice you gave your kids is the perfect the perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's two questions that that we always cover towards the end of the session with our guests, and the first is around this idea of inspiration. You know, you said you know the war wounds are there. We've been around the block. You know, you still need to be inspired and come and bring your your best game every day. What are the sources that you turn to to fuel you to be at your best? Um, I will tell you, um, actually, uh, I've thought about this. and, And my daughter was home from Los Angeles for two and a half weeks, staying in my house with her um, soon to be uh, husband. Found out that out on that trip, and um, although she hasn't been asked yet, so I she won't hear this podcast until <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I realized we to hear first, folks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I will tell you the source of inspiration that I got from the two of them, and and then my son joined in. That was really inspirational. I mean, that was pretty fun. That was really cool. Otherwise, it would be I would say. Um, travel. Um, I had an amazing trip to Israel this year that, I mean, was life-changing and very inspirational. Um, and, and I, and I do enjoy going to the conferences. Uh, those are very inspirational and hearing, getting a chance to talk to people in the industry and not just developers in the industry, but people like you who are, who are working with people in our industry and hearing what the new, new thoughts are. And I, I do, I get a ton of inspiration from that. From a book standpoint, uh, the longevity economy is a great one that Joe Coughlin wrote from the MIT Age Lab. And then um, the laws of lifetime growth and the the new gold standard, which is about the Ritz Carlton hotel chain mm. and how it came to be and how they manage. And that's a, I mean, if you want to talk about an aspiration, it just their servicing alone and how they service is, is truly, it is truly aspirational, expensive, but aspirational. <laughs> and so, um, so I got a lot of books that, that I, you know, business books that I like to read, um, and, and, and listen to, I, I do love to listen to books a lot. And, and, um, I, I go look for land on, on 
occasion. And people in the office think that I like to go look for land because I can listen to books. And it's actually the other way around. I like to look for land and then listen to books. So, <laughs> um, I like to go where it, it, it just happens that it fits my, my age, but I do love to go to the events where the 55 adults convene. And I, it was funny. I went to um, something called in Columbus called Picnic in the Pops. And they had the Neil Diamond, not Neil Diamond, but the guy who... Tribute who, band. Yeah, tribute band. Right. Thank you very much. And, oh, how... It, it was, it was our, it was the act of adult and they were dancing and partying. And I mean, it was so refreshing. And so, um, so I do, I do like that. And of course, um, inspiration from, from my peers in the real estate industry, as well as, um, I'm a member of WPO, mm-hmm. a national chapter and, you know, hearing about the women's professional organization. Yeah. Part of it's, it's women's uh, president's organization. Mm-hmm. And, gotcha. and these are women from all different industries who own, you know, some uh, all very cool companies. And so it, it that kind of, that kind of fits my, sates my, my desire to understand business more. And, um, and so I, those are all my inspirations. I, I work on inspirations a lot because it keeps you going, you know, inspirations and aspirations, you know, when you're, when you're doing this every day, you need to keep, you need to keep yourself up and, um, and up, up to date and current on, on what's going on in the world. Which is another great segue to um, our second question. And that's around what advice you would give the 25-year-old Jane. Now, we have a lot of younger listeners and people that aspire to our industry and look to people like you, Jane, as as role models of people they they aspire to become. And you've got got a lot of wisdom to share, I, I know. Well... You know, as I said, I have two children, and and so I'm I'm basically going to say what I've told my two children since they were born, and really try to to make that happen for them, and that's pursuing your passion. And if you don't have a passion, get active in the community and find someone that you that you can really look to almost as a mentor. I mean, it is so critical. And and that's what's really cool about so many older people, I'm going to say seniors working still in the industry, because we have so much to offer and, and really most people love to teach and, and um, everybody has their own style. But I said, you know, someone will take you under their wing and show you the ropes, starting from the ground and working your way up in an industry um, will really allow somebody to have a solid foundation for any career pursuit. And if you're fortunate, that mentor um, can really, really help make that happen. I always find it um, helpful also to remain focused for a period of time, you know, to jump, to jump, you know, if you keep jumping from thing to thing to thing, it's really hard to get good at anything. Um, you know, as Malcolm Gladwell in his um, book, what was it? Outliers, mm-hmm. um, where it's 10,000 hours. Oh, no, I'm not saying the 10,000 hours necessarily, but, but I'm telling you, I, and I have living proof um, with two kids that they are excellent at what they do because they did that 10,000 hours. And that was long before Malcolm Gladwell came around. 
But I just really think that that our society doesn't allow people to remain focused and 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 really, you know, grasp onto something and and really find find that passion. And um, and that's, you know, that's my two cents worth on where if I was 25, I wish somebody would have said to me, find a mentor was I really wish that somebody would have really told me how invaluable that would be because all my friends who have that mentor, I am downright envious of. Well, that's a great one to find that mentor. And, you know, an interesting thought came up as you were talking about the Malcolm Gladwell book and the 10,000 hours and passion. I mean, passion isn't necessarily a bolt of lightning. Right. It is it is acquired through the process of focus in that work. And so you, I think that's an important distinction to make. And you're making right. that, Jane. Right. And that doesn't right. mean that every day the work isn't going <laughs> to feel great. Well, not not just every day, but you're going to go through periods of life where things are just it's just not always it's just not always the way life gives you troubles. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. And I think that's a great place to wrap up. It is a journey. It's a glorious journey. Absolutely glorious. My journey is brighter for knowing you, Jane. So I thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, April. This is a ball. Thanks. Just call me and let's, you know, just to chat (laughs) again. Okay. We can do that. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh huh. This episode of the Alessant Innovator Series is presented by Alessant Azul. Delight your residents by eliminating key fobs and providing them with the ability to access amenities and spaces around your community just by shaking their smartphone. To learn more about Alessant Azul, visit alessant.com.